Hello and welcome to Inner Sanctum from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Good evening, Pete. First is Hutter Galloway opening the doors of the mystery place. And speaking of doors, tonight we are visiting the inner sanctum, so open that door, Mr. Holt. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host opening the squeaking door for another session of the AGGMS, the Association of Ghouls, Ghosts, and Midnight Spirits. Oh, may I see your membership card as you enter the But, uh, oh, no, no, it's not a printed card. All you have to do is show me your wrists. If there's any blood pulsing in your arteries, then you don't belong here tonight. Better come back and try some other time. After you've passed your mortuary test. <laughs> and now for tonight's Inner Sanctum Mystery. It's an original radio play by Emil Templeman. Called Make Ready My Grave. And stars two radio favorites. John Banks and Richard Woodmark. It's about a boy and a girl who have just been married. A piece of colored string, an open grave, and a hangman's noose. That train is the Southeast Limited. See it? Long, sleek, and powerful. Taking off the miles on the humming rails. A masterpiece. 20th century mechanical perfection. Nothing about it to suggest lurking hate or fear or superstition or death. But let's take a look into compartment A, car 17. John and Betty Loomis, just married, are going for their honeymoon to John's ancestral estate. John, I'm so happy. <laughs> How soon do we get to Loomis now? In about an hour, Betty. Just think, I married into one of the oldest families in the state. I hope you'll be very happy, darling. <laughs> oh, I will, I will. You do love me, don't you, Charlie? Of course I do, baby. I'll always love you. Always. No matter what happens. What do you mean, no matter what happens? What could happen? Sam, something's bothering you. No, no, it's nothing at all. You're hiding something. There's something you haven't told me. It's nothing, Betty. It's nothing to worry about. You don't want to tell me? No, not now. Maybe later. Why are you playing that piece of wireless train? Huh? You've been playing with it ever since we came onto the train. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I... I never noticed. I watched you. You've been telling me nothing. Or not. Lord. I must have tied it without knowing what I was doing. You've tied it into a noose. A hangman's noose. But I don't know how it came to make it or how I picked it up. Well, it, it's only a piece of string. Yes, it's only a piece of string. Betty. What is it, John? Just like this. 
Just hold on to that gun. John, who's going to this with a high tombstone? My great grandfather's. Stuart Loomis. He found it in Loomis' escape. This is my grandfather's grave. His wife. There's my father. My mother. That's all. That should be all. Come over here. This is what I came to see. This is what I've been afraid of. John. John, it's an open grave. Freshly dug. Yes, ma'am. It was just dug tonight. Who was it for? That old darling. I'm afraid it's for you. Who? <laughs> if I told you, you'd think I was crazy. No, you've got to tell me. If I'm in danger, I have a right to know. Was it gold? Your uncle Everard? No. No, at least I don't think so. His wife, Christine. Betty, do you believe that a ghost could dig a grave? What? Ghost? Dear me, I'm only from a ghost. Oh, I told you you'd think I was crazy. John, what? Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. Betty, you got that gun with you? No, I left it in the car. What good would a gun be against a ghost? Station wagon still waiting at the gate, but I didn't see Golf. Maybe he went up to the house. Golf, where are you? Hello there, Jeff. What's up? Uncle Everard. What happened to Golf? He came up to the house. He'd gone into the cemetery. I thought I'd better come down. Oh. Is, is it there? Yes, it's there. A freshly dug grave. Oh. Uncle Everard, this is my wife, Betty. How are you, Betty? Hello. You saw the grave too, Betty? Yes, and, and John says he thinks it's for me. I, I'm afraid I don't understand. You haven't told her anything yet, John? Well, just just a, a little. I, I couldn't bring myself to. I think it's time you did. More tea, Betty? Thank you, Uncle Edward. I will have a little more. You, John? No, thanks. Too bad Christina's here. She's upstairs in our room. But I hope she'll be better by tomorrow. You can see her then. Maybe. What do you mean? That grave out there. Maybe it'll be filled tomorrow. John, don't you think it's time you kept your promise to tell me what this is all about? You tell her, Uncle Everett. Well, Betty... There's a ghost in the Loomis family. 
That's it in a nutshell. Oh, I see. And it was a ghost who dug that grave. I know it sounds mad. After 150 years, we almost have come to the conviction that it can't be anything but a ghost. 150 years? John's great-grandfather, Stuart Loomis, settled this strip of seacoast under a patent from the colonial governor. There's his picture over the fireplace. He, he doesn't look much like you, John. Stuart Loomis was a hard man. There was a French privateer in these waters who made a lot of trouble in those days. Gaston de Rue, who sailed the seas with his wife, Antoinette. But what has a French pirate and his wife to do with that grave? Stuart Loomis captured LaRue and his wife, and under the authority conferred upon him by the governor, had the power to hang them. You mean the women, too? Yes. He hanged them both, on a gibbet where our family cemetery now stands. Oh, how terrible. Before he died, Gaston LaRue laid a curse on the Loomis family. He swore that just as his wife was hanged, so would all the Loomis women die. He swore that he would come back and dig a grave for the wife of a Loomis in every generation and punish the noose by which a Loomis would strangle his own wife. But, but that's incredible. Short while afterward, a fresh grave was found beside the gibbet where LaRue had been hung. That night, Stuart Loomis's wife, John's great-grandmother, was found hanging by the neck from the eaves of this very house. I told you Stuart Loomis was a hard man and had made many enemies. There were many who hated him deeply and bitterly. He was arrested and tried for the murder of his wife. Convicted and executed. Now you know the secret of the Loomis family. But, John, that, that still doesn't prove there's a ghost. No, that one incident doesn't prove it. But it happened again when the next Loomis married. John's grandfather... And to the next room was John's father. Sometimes a year after he married, sometimes five years. But the curse never fails. It's happened in every generation? Yes. And now, John Loomis has brought a new wife home. And there's a freshly dug grave waiting in the family cemetery. And, and I'm next, huh? I don't know, Betty. Maybe that grave isn't for you. What? Maybe it's for Christine. For my wife. This, this is all ridiculous. A ghost couldn't dig a grave. Make John strangle me to death. Uncle Everard, you, you can't believe such a legend. It can't be true. Maybe not, my dear. But the graves of the strangled Loomis women are out there to prove it. I'll call you at 8 tomorrow morning. Good night. Good night, Uncle Everett. Good night, John. Good night, Uncle Everett. This is such a big room. It's so gloomy. The whole house is like that. It lies gloomy and sullen under the Loomis curse. Oh, Betty, I love you so much. 
repeat the curse together. Let me go, darling. I want to change my clothes and wash. All right. Where's that bathroom over there? I'll only be a minute. All right, darling. Oh, it's a lovely bath. Betty, what is... John, quick. What? Look. Hanging from the shower bar. What? A real one this time. A rope. Ready to hang someone. Oh, put it there. It's the Loomer's curse. We can't get away from it. No ghost could have hung that rope there. Let, let, let's call Uncle Edward. All right. Have you got the gun with you? No, it's in my handbag. Get it. But get it, I say. All right, John. Here. Here, I've got it. All right, now keep it with you all the time. And don't be afraid to use it on me if necessary. All right, let's get your uncle. This is his room. I wonder if I ought to wake him. It might upset Aunt Christine. She's sick. We've got to wake him. Better knock harder. Well, it wasn't locked. Call him. Uncle Everard. Uncle Everard. It doesn't answer. But there's a light in the room. Push the door further open. All right. Well, there's nobody in the room. The bed's empty. Uncle Everard? Hey, Christine? Maybe in the bathroom. The door is open. Hey, hey Christine. She's hanging by the neck. Kind of a noose is in my bathroom. Uncle Everard hanged her. It's the Loomis curse catching up with us. No gold, any trace of Uncle Everard? I searched the whole house, basement to attic, not a sign of him. He must have gone out. Come along. But it's raining. We've got to find him, Betty. Come on. The dark out here. How will we ever find you? I have a flashlight, ma'am. You look. What? Fresh footprints in the slush. Oh, they must be Uncle Everard's. They lead down toward the cemetery. Come along, Salt. Yeah, Mr. John, you can see for yourself the footprints lead right to this new grave. Why did he come here? There's the answer, Daddy. A cross at the head of the empty grave. Throw your flashlight on it, Salt. There's something written on it. It says, Christine Luke. Daddy, what is it? Look. Over there. Another tree. He's dug another one. There's a cross on this one, too. To the same thing? Yes. Yes, it does. It says, Betty Loomis. John, sit close to me. That portrait of Stuart Loomis over the fireplace looks so real. Now remember, Betty, whatever happens, hold on to that gun and don't be afraid to use it tonight. Where's Gold? He ought to be here soon. He wants to look for some weapons. Here I am. What, John? God, you always frighten me coming in so quietly. I'm sorry, ma'am. Here, Mr. John, these ought to be pretty good weapons. Size? As I had them sharpened only the other day, they could slice a man's head off in one stroke. Take one, Mr. John. Thanks. 
But I'd hate to use it on Uncle Everard. If he shows up tonight, you'd better use it. Maybe he'll come back into the house through the back way. I'll go through the house again if you'd like. This time I'll start with the attic. Be careful, Bill. I will. John, I don't like him. Bill? And I don't think he likes me either. Oh, yes, that's what... There's a lesson in her story for forgetful wives. If you keep tying little colored strings to your fingers to remind you of things, and you still can't remember them. Why not try a rope neatly tied around your neck? It's sure to help you forget. <laughs> Thank you. 